Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis. I'm the host. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on hoobazoo.com. And I'd like to start by saying thank you to my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and my supporters, Simper Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, which I'm drinking right now, and Quezon Shaving Company. And now to the good stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am excited to talk with an artist again. And Bailey is an artist. Uh, Bailey Marie is joining me on Oscar Mike Radio. Bailey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. And some people wonder, why do you talk to artists, Travis? And I'm like, there's a lot of similarities between what artists have to do and what we as veterans and military have to do. We got to be, you know, uh, focused and committed and dedicated to what we're trying to do. And I think there's a lot of similarities there. So as we go into this, Bailey, I'm very curious. I mean, you're not in the business for a long time, but it seems like that you've known for a long time that you want to do this. So kind of tell us who Bailey is. So um, I'm 14 years old and I'm from North Carolina and um, I started singing from a very, very, very young age, Um, but I actually started off with more of musical theater and I've done so many musicals, so many plays. And then throughout that, I've just kind of found a love for singing. And, you know, whenever I was about nine I obviously I sang a lot but I never really thought that I was going to you know try and do it as like uh, like I wasn't going to be passionate about it and then when I hit around 10 years old that's when I really started to you know work on my voice started working with vocal coaches um, started really trying to make my voice better and then um, something that really got me started in the music business was um, I actually went to New York and it was with me and my mom, my dad, and my mom saw that the Apollo in New York City was um, was casting for their new their new show, their uh, next show. And so <clears throat> so my mom was like, this was like when I was 10 years old, my mom was like, I'm going to um, submit you for this. And then we were like, mm, there's no way I'm going to get on that. There's like absolutely no chance I'm doing that because I was 10 years old, haven't had that much training. And so we never really thought anything about it. And so time went by and I actually did end up getting cast for it, which was like insane because I mean, first of all, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 10 years old, haven't had that much training and I'm gonna have to perform in front of all of these people. And so <clears throat> after that, I got really, I got really focused on working on my voice. And once I performed there, that's when I found um, a producer in uh, Los Angeles named Andrew Lane. I started working with him. Uh, And I started, that's when I started putting out my own original songs. And then throughout the whole COVID situation, I wasn't able to travel out to LA because before COVID, I was traveling like all the time out to LA multiple times a year. And uh, after the COVID situation, um, I started traveling to Nashville because Nashville is way closer to North Carolina than LA. And uh, I started working with Kent Wells out in Nashville. And that's when I'm, I started, I was 13 years old when I started going out to Nashville. And um, that's when I started kind of realizing that 
I wanted to switch over to country pop because when I was 10 years old, I was doing like the bubblegum pop. I was doing like all of the pop uh, business, but now I switched over to more of the country pop. And that's, that's a big switch to go from, you know, super duper pop into going to country. And um, so I started writing my own songs that like last year, I spent the entire year traveling out to Nashville, going different places, writing with writers, um, which is super important too, to, you know, get, because before I wasn't really thinking about being a writer for songs. I, I just, it wasn't something that, you know, I never thought that I would be good at. And then I started actually writing and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really fun. And um, this is like actually something that is really cool to do. And I actually enjoy doing it. So I started writing a ton of songs. I have a bunch of songs that I've written. And right now I'm still working on writing songs. And like I was saying before, it's really important to, you know, write with um, songwriters because they they all write differently. And you can kind of, it's like an environment where you can kind of see how they all right and then you can take something from it so um the last year I have a ton of songs I have a ton of demos that I'm just so excited for people to hear because they're they're not ready for it because all of my other stuff was was super pop and then now it's like it's completely different it's country pop and I know there's still pop in it but it's like completely different and I love it and I'm so excited for people to hear it awesome awesome so let's just go back a little bit it's it's like I can't believe you're 14 because ladies and gentlemen, I'll have um, links to her Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, you know, I know adults that can't sing like you can sing. And I did look on your website and uh, you've written a lot of your own work, which is in my understanding, not generally the case. A lot of, a lot of country artists, other people write for them, which is, I guess, is completely normal. But my first question is, is you've, you've decided like right now that this is something you want to do and at a young age, but still you had to make a very mature decision. What was that like pushing all in, if you will, to do this uh, as a career at your age? So there was a lot of things that I had to give up. Um, only in ninth grade, you know, I had to give up going to school and I know a lot of people are like, ill school, but that's also a chance to, you know, be with your friends, be in that environment. And so I also had to give that up. I am homeschooled, but I do go. It's actually cool because I kind of worked both, um, in to, you know, um, try to try and still have that childhood that you know a lot of people need and um so I actually go to three classes in school and then I go the rest online so I'm homeschooled and so uh, I still get that um I still get to be with my friends and you know still have a normal um still have a normal life in school but I think once you really figure out that you're called to do something you're meant to do something and you love doing it um it's it, no matter whatever is holding you back you're always going to be called to do that so that's what I was thinking because you know when I was 10 years old I never really knew that I was gonna you know go go for it I didn't know how long it was gonna last and now being older older but I'm 14 but older than 10 years old I was gonna say Bailey <laughs> older than 10 years old at the time but um it's a lot more of a of a passion. And so I, I wouldn't change anything that I've, I've, you know, given you, you up. Yeah. I love doing it. All right. So I, I've asked every artist this question. We're going to get this out of the way. And I want you to answer me honestly, Bailey. Okay. 
Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're sacrificing a whole lot right now. You're having to make adult decisions right now. And, and you know, I, I've ta- you're having to you know operate differently than, you know, other kids, girls, your age, like my 14 year old sons were not thinking about going to LA or Nashville. They had other things on their mind, you know, Madden, you know, uh, you know, paintball, that kind of thing. Right. And so you're, you're giving up a whole lot and you're pursuing this dream and in, in, in some ways you're, you're, you're crushing it. Right. But what if I told you, look, you know, like Neil Young and Paul McCartney sold their catalogs for, you know, let's just say $300 million, $300 million, Bailey. What if I had the power to give you a check for $300 million right now? I'll sign it and it will clear. But, you know, I give you the check and you, you can never perform again. You can never do your songwriting again. You can just, you know, bank on the, on the work you've done and you're done singing. You're done with all that. And you fast forward to, you know, the beach house and all the good stuff. Would you take the check? No. No? No. No artist ever says yes. I've had one guy say, well, I'd think about it. But generally the answer is like, that's no. Why, why not? Because it's not it's not about money. It's about, you know, whenever people like get you, nobody really understands what it's like to, you know, sing your own material, sing the songs that you write. It's like a whole different feeling and something money can never really give to you. And so... And so uh, I, I wouldn't take the money because I, it's something I love to do. It's one of my top things I love to do. So why would I take money over something that I genuinely love doing? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over like 12 now. So I got the streak going. Very good. And let's talk about your performing. Tell me what it's like. And the reason I ask this is I, I am not you. I will never say that. Oh, yeah, I'm in the same league as Bailey. But I did do some singing at one time in my life. Tell me what it's like. You know, you're, you're at your gig, you're in the recording studio, and it's time to turn it on. What's it like right as you're going up to the mic and you're waiting for the go signal and then you sing that first note? What's going through your mind? I think what I normally do is I, I don't love, you know, thinking about it too much whenever I'm there because it feels like whenever I think about it too much, that's when I start psyching myself out. That's when I start, you know, Bailey, maybe you don't got this. So I really just have to, whenever I go to the studio, whenever I perform live places, I really just, you know, have to believe that I got it. Because if I don't believe that, then, you know, I'm always going to have that regret in me. That's like, oh my gosh, you should not be out here. So whenever I go out there, something that's mainly going through my mind is, you know, you got this, you have prepared for this, you're going to do great. And so I always have to believe in myself before I even hit the first note, because if I don't, then I never know if I'm going to actually hit that note powerfully or if I'm going to, you know, be scared to hit it. So whenever I go out there, I normally, I believe in myself. And so whenever I hit the first note, I'm like, yeah, you're going to do great at this. So no matter what's going on, you know, sound guys being sound guys, some, sometimes they can write, you know, lighting, whatever you have to believe, mm-hmm. you have to believe in everything you're doing before you, you sing the first one. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. Um, it seems like you, you're getting to this and, and I really like the, the song heroes, um, you know, your, your mother said, Hey, check this out. And, you know, I had, and 
I saw that you co-wrote and did this. And I, I was kind of curious if you tell me more about that, because again, I'm like, and the reason I want to know about it is a lot of people will say, well, those young kids, they don't care about, you know, the military or America anymore. They're just self-absorbed. And I'm like, well, if she co-wrote that, that means she has a great deal of, of passion for people who serve, whether they're military first responders or whatever. So how did that all come to be? Because I thought that was very like, it hit me in the feels, Bailey, it did. <laughs> so the song Heroes, um, my dad is actually in law enforcement. And so I have an entire uh, family line of people that have all been in law enforcement. And so Whenever I got asked to write that song, I had to incorporate um, like uh, everybody that, you know, helped people during COVID, um, like firefighters. We had to incorporate NASCAR because there was a NASCAR driver involved, um, police officers, law enforcement, telecommunicators. We had to um, involve all of that. And so me and Pete Salas, we were like, OK, so we have to put ourselves in mind of what everybody has been going through. And, and for me, I mean, if we didn't have all of those people, we would not even be able to live. Like these, those people are so important to everybody and some people don't even realize it. And so whenever me and Pete were uh, writing, my dad was also there. And so my dad got to tell us like he, uh, since he knows like all of the codes and I don't know all of the codes. I mean, I just being honest, I don't know what they mean, but um, my dad in the song, it says 1033, not worried about dying. And um, my dad was like, what if you put 1033 in there? Because that's a code. And I was like, sure. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to trust you. And, and so we put it in there. And now that's one of my favorite parts of the song, because, you know, it all, it, it just means something to, you know, all of the law enforcement police officers, because they all know what it means, but maybe not, not all of the just uh, citizens out there, they don't know what it means, but that's also how, you know, like, we didn't write the song for just that. We, we wanted to write the song for, you know, to show our appreciation for um, people like that. Well, that's something that did come through clearly is, wait a minute, this isn't just about one set of uh, first responders. This, this covers everybody. And I thought that was done very, very well. And I'm, I'm like, wow, okay. And how did the songwriting process work? I mean, you had input from other people, but you know, you, you had the idea to do this and do you feel like you pulled it off? Right. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, um, whenever we were done, I was really proud of the, the, um, the final product because whenever you listen to it, there's always, there's a different section of the song talking about a different, different type of people. And right. so, um, whenever I like heard it, I was like, Pete, I think we pulled this off. And I think we, we got the audience that we were trying to reach. And so I, I think we did a pretty good job at it. So Excellent. Excellent. So talking to artists, some of them like the touring, like they love being on the road. They, they love packing up and going to different places. That's, that's their thing. Some of them absolutely love um, being in the studio. Some of them love the songwriting process and, and some of them love, you know, the, the post editing process where all the mixing and bringing in different elements and mastering the track works out and and some of them love different things and it's kind of funny no one artist likes the same thing as another artist but i'm kind of curious what aspect of all this is your your favorite activity if you will 
My favorite. Um, I'm going to say that I love like every single one of them. I love doing all of them. But if I had to pick, you know, one that is like my top favorite, it would either be, oh, Lord, this is such a hard question. Um, uh-huh. uh, I just really love writing songs. Yeah. Because especially when I get to sing them after I write them, because it's so cool to be able to sing your own music. But it's just because I, I always write my songs like by myself. If I'm writing it by myself, I always write them like super late at night, like at one o'clock in the morning. And it, I, I write them here in my room on my bed. And it's like such a good vibe, I guess. And the best songs come out like that whenever you're just not really thinking and whenever it's late at night. And it's just a cool vibe. So probably I really love writing the writing part of it. But I also love being in the studio and performing. So I, I'm just going to say all of the above. That's fine. And, and again, I've, uh, it, it's really interesting because I've never gotten like, I think I've done like 12 artists like this. And when I say artists like this, these are artists that, you know, have not served in the military, not been a, a, a law enforcement or anything. They've just been artists. Every one of them, well, I've answered the first one the same way this aspect of their career they they've answered very differently and you know it's it's fine i think it's very interesting especially as you're going through and building your career up um curious though what's it like when you have a fan or somebody that's heard one of your shows come up to you and say you know that was really that really hit me right there because the hero song did you know I, i can tell you not just as a you know someone who is trying to learn more about you, but also someone who appreciates music. I'm like, that was really well done. What's that do to you when you hear that kind of feedback? Whenever I hear that type of feedback, it's, it's one of my favorite things ever because whenever whenever I write something, I'm like, this is really good. But whenever you actually put it out there, you're always that feeling like, what if people don't like it? What if like you're the only person that likes it just because you wrote it? And But whenever th- people start saying like, oh my gosh, this was really good, it makes you feel very good about yourself, makes you feel very accomplished with what you wanted to um, have people hear and come across. So whenever people say that, it makes me like, it makes me feel like I accomplished what I wanted to do. And it's also a really great feeling. Awesome. Awesome. You know, um, so often family and friends at this stage of a person's career is important to, you know, getting on the, on the go, getting this moving. And you mentioned your dad and I know your mom manages a lot of your, your, the other side of the business. What's your parents' influence been like to help you uh, get started in your career? My parents, they're like some of the most supportive people, I think, ever. And every single person I've ever worked with, they're all they're all like, you have some of the best parents to be in this industry because they are so supportive of you. And um, so I would like say that they are always, no matter what I do, they're always going to be beside me, no matter what. And uh, yeah, they're just super supportive. I don't think they've ever, you know, whatever my decision was, they've always stood beside that. And, um, and so, yeah, they're just insanely supportive. No, it's great because I, I will talk, we're going to switch to the military side here in a second and bring you in some of those questions. But some people tell me that it's very um, frustrating when family and friends do not support what they're trying to do. And I, and I didn't get that sense from you at all, you know, from the, you know, hero song to the interactions I've had with your, your mother. And, you know, I want to thank you for you know, helping me set this up. 
I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, you know, this is a really cool thing to see this work like this. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So one of the things I ask artists, because a lot of my fellow veterans and, and myself included, you know, we, we, we serve the military, we get out and we have to do something else. And either we pursue an artistic route full-time as our full-time, you know, thing we do, or we develop some kind of artistic talent we want to do as an, as an, you know, outlet or a relief valve or whatever. But a lot of them will tell me they, they get stuck in a rut and, and they get frustrated and it's hard and they don't understand why, you know, somebody who's, you know, been doing this for five years longer than they have seems to have it so much easier. So I, I'm curious, you know, let's just pretend for a second, we have another veteran, male, female, older, it doesn't matter. And they're trying to do the same thing you're doing. They're trying to break into the country music scene in Nashville, but they're just getting challenged, frustrated, and they want to quit. I'm just curious, you know, what you would tell them, because I'm not looking at your age. I'm looking at the fact that you have been doing this essentially all your life and making some very like strategic and, and tactical moves to move yourself forward. What would you tell them about just staying in, in, in this lane? I would say, you know, if somebody is, if somebody, cause I know a lot of things in singing, you know, people I've been doing it ever since I was professionally, ever since I was 10. And there's also people that, you know, haven't been doing it very long that are like automatically get all of this fame and all of these people that listen to their music. I would say just because somebody is, you know, going further, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not good. It doesn't mean any of that. It's just, you know, it's not your time yet. And uh, along with that, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, don't, maybe they don't support you. Maybe they don't think you're good enough or anything like that. You can't listen to any of that. I, I like, I can't stress this enough that, you know, you always have to, all of the negativity, you have to make sure it rolls right off your back because there's going to be, there's a whole lot of negativity in the world. But when you, when you don't listen to it, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. And once you believe in yourself, you'll get so much further than all of the people that, you know, that are putting you down, putting you, um, make sure you don't want to go and all of that. So I would just say to, you know, your time will come if it's meant to come and, um, just always believe in yourself. You've said that all through this conversation, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that, you know, for me personally and other people I talk with, is trying to get them to believe in themselves. Why is that so important to you to believe in yourself? I would say because whenever I was younger, like really young, um, I had really, really, really bad anxiety. And I was the type of person that, you know, I was very quiet. I didn't talk. I didn't, I wasn't the type of person to, you know, if I ever did interviews, um, the person would ask me a question. I'd be like, I don't know. Um, and I, I just didn't, I didn't want to share my thoughts because, you know, I didn't know what people would think. I was very cautious about that and I didn't believe in myself and I didn't believe that I could do it. And whenever I had really bad anxiety, I, I was in a really, really bad place because I had that anxiety and but whenever I started doing music, that's when I started gaining all of my confidence. That's when I started, you know, actually believing in myself because um, I knew people believed in me. But once people believe in you, you have to like, you know, 
that's like really good. But once you believe in yourself, it's 10 times better. And uh, once I started doing music, I was like, this is, I'm like believing in myself. And this right. is like much better. And, um, and so once you believe in yourself, your life's going to get so much better because uh, when everybody believes in you along with yourself, believing in you, it's like the best feeling ever. That's, that, I don't know that that made my day because I, 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 I totally get it. I, I really do. And, and it's so powerful, but so simple, but it can be hard sometimes. So I think that's something to um, keep in mind as we go through life. Thank you. Um, so you were, you were writing and planning during COVID. Right. Are you starting a tour now? I'm starting to go around places and start playing. We're going to, um, there were um, some of the people on my team, we're going to actually start putting together a school tour where I go to people, you know, my age, different high schools, middle school, um, and let me go, you know, talk to them about, you know, different struggles and have them, you know, trying to believe in themselves and um, different uh, things like that, make them have them follow their dreams. I want to definitely go to different schools like that, you know, sing for them, talk, talk to them about my journey and maybe get them to, uh, you know, follow their dreams some more. So we're going to start putting that together, a little school tour. And um, I've been, you know, I'm going to Pigeon Forge to sing at Hard Rock Cafe and, um, perform there and then I'm gonna I actually just got back from the Apollo performing there for the fourth time and uh, yeah and so that was my first time going ever since you know 2019 I believe wow yeah it's like I mean I just gotta ask I mean you haven't performed live like that and then you get the Apollo nonetheless what was it like getting the get back in in the in the groove well, since I did it three times before, I kind of understood something really weird happened to me that time. Oh, really? It was, yeah. I, the three times I did it before, it was in 2018. I did it twice in 2018 and I went back in 2019. Okay. And so 2020 and 2021 were all COVID. They didn't have anything then because it was just, you know, COVID was going crazy. And this time, whenever I went back, um, I sang Tennessee whiskey and, you know, uh, and, you know, like bringing country to New York, it's like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of like a different mix country in New York. But, um, whenever I went out on stage, I was, you know, you're obviously going to be nervous or cause that's a ton of people you're performing in front of. And I was nervous all the three times before I went back, like in 2008, 2019, I was nervous when I was on stage, but this time I was nervous a little backstage, but when I got on stage and I touched the microphone with my hand, every single nervous part of me literally went away. Like I was not nervous one bit. And I was like, this is the craziest thing that has ever happened to me. Like I was, I was nervous before I got on stage. And when I walked on stage, I was even nervous. But once I talked, like I touched the microphone, I was like, all of my nerves just went away. Just, and just it like, was just so, like a switch. Just yeah, it, it, on. It, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's never happened to me like that before. And then even when I got back home, I was singing the national anthem at a place here in Charlotte, a baseball game. And once I, once I got out there, I wasn't nervous. And I was like, this is so weird. I've never felt this before. And, um, but it was so cool to, you know, just touch the microphone and all of my nerves just go away. And, but yeah, it was just the coolest thing. What's it like singing the national anthem? Um, I'm just, I want to compare notes because I've sung it mm-hmm. twice and uh, I, I want to know what you feel you know, when you sing it. 
it's definitely you it's a it's a big stress to you know not mess up the lyrics of the national anthem right because everybody's gonna know and so you always got to make sure you know them lyrics but uh other than that i have sang the national anthem so many times because whenever i was in um the tv show swagger my character in there she sings the national anthem for them and you know being on a tv show you have to you have to do that scene a million gazillion times and so i had to sing the national anthem like so many times and so after that i had the national anthem down pat i knew it i wasn't gonna forget it and so after that i've had the national anthem down for a very long time but um a big stress is, you know, not messing up the lyrics because once you mess them up, everybody's going to know. Right, right. I, I just found it for, for my vocal range. I, I just, it was hard to sing for me. Mm-hmm. I had to really be pitch perfect, know when to transition because it's a demanding song to sing. And oh yeah, you cannot mess up a single word of it or you're, you're infamous, not famous. All right. All right. So you just, you, it's just natural to you. So that, that that's, that's good, but it's still stressful, it, right? Oh yeah. It's still super stressful. When I was younger, I couldn't, I could not reach. I was having a really hard time, you know, reaching the highest point of that song. And it's also cool to, you know, see how whenever you get older, your vocal range changes. I think that's so cool to see how that works. Cause you know, you get like a wider vocal range whenever you get older and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And so now yeah, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if, because I, I used to, well, I should probably still sing, but that's a different conversation. How has it been for your voice? Because you're right. Because when I, between you know the ages for me, between 11 and 15, my voice did all kinds of crazy stuff. How are you adjusting to your voice changing? Because you have a long ways to go before your voice really settles. Right, Bailey? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And that is like, I think it's so crazy, but my voice now it's it's so weird to look back to you know it's changed so much in just a year because you know i i'll go back to demos i've done you know last year and i'll listen to it and you'll see how much i guess people compare me to a lot to adele and how my voice sounds to adele and you know what i was thinking i i i might be getting myself in trouble this i i felt a little i felt a little janice joplin in there Mm -hmm. yep i feel like i've been compared to her too i i've been compared to so many people i can't even remember who they all are but um i've been compared to um i feel like i've been compared maybe kelly clarkson i feel like somebody said that um just a different a bunch of different people just because i love you know riffing and belting i love all of that and (laughs) And so seeing the different ranges of my voice, I'm definitely, you know, understanding, I'm finding out more, you know, finding out more things I can do with my voice than I was able to, which is really cool because um, it's, it just brings, it opens up a whole different category of what I can do to my songs, which is super cool. But so, but you, you play the guitar and you sing. So do you like singing or guitar playing more? Oh, easily singing, but I, um, I started playing guitar about a year ago and, um, and so whenever I started playing guitar, um, you know, guitar is just not going to come easy to you. You got to learn it. And, um, and once I started, you know, playing it and start singing and writing my own stuff, I was like, this is really fun. This is actually really fun to do. And, um, 
And so I love doing both of them. I love playing guitar. Guitar is so pretty. And um, and I love doing both of them. But since I've been singing for so long, I love singing. It's just we're going we're gonna, to okay, we're gonna, we're gonna go down this rabbit hole. I mean, because as a singer, people don't appreciate, in my view, how hard it actually is and how you have to know your voice to get your voice to do certain things. And you are the instrument, right? I know we get a reputation for being prima donnas and, oh, it's just a singer, but you know, you've got to, you're the voice, whereas a guitar the string breaks, they can bring you another one. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I, I mean, so just vocally, how do you take care of your voice? Because it is you. There's a lot of times that, you know, I have to go on vocal rest because I have been singing so much. You know, you also have to really take care of your vocal cords and you know, like your voice, because if you just sing for like five straight days nonstop, you're going to your voice is going to be tired. And if you keep pushing it and pushing it, you know, it's going to it's going to start, you know, start like dialing down and, you know, right, not be right. as strong. as is. So you really have to pay attention. You have to make sure that you know, you, you take care of your voice because if you don't, then, you know, it's not going to be as strong as it used to. And that's how, for me, you know, I have to, sometimes my mom's like, Bailey, you got to stop singing. You got to take, you got to just stop and take this day and just, you know, don't even talk. And so I would definitely say. Just out of curiosity, my voice teacher got mad. I mean, like blistering mad at me one time because I drank milk before performance right yeah. i mean like one of dressed, the worst things one of the worst I even, things i wasn't even thinking about it bailey i wasn't even thinking about it and he, and he's like something's wrong i'm like mm-hmm. i'm fine i'm like would you and then when we got to the milk part it went bad i mean <laughs> i never did that again i'm just saying one of the worst things that you could possibly drink before any performance is something cold it is horrible right something cold you it, it i don't i don't I used to drink, there was this one time, it was so bad. I was drinking, um, I was getting, I got a slushie from a little convenience store. Right. And I was going to the studio and I drank the slushie on the way to the studio because, you know, I, I, I love slushies. I was going to get me a slushie. Right. And, um, and so I was drinking the slushie on the way to the studio. I got there. I could not hit one note because my vocal cords were so like, I don't even know what it does to your vocal cords. It contracts them and coats them. Yeah, it like, it it makes your range not be able to, you know, be as strong as it normally is. And so whenever I I learned my lesson, I was like, never again, never again will I drink a cold. And then even now, you know, I'll sometimes take my chances just because I love, you know, slushies and stuff. And so my mom's like, Bailey, you have to get to the studio in two hours. Do you think your vocal cords are going to be fine if you drink a slushie now? And I'm like, yes, they'll be fine. And, but something really good for, you know, if I'm ever sick or anything, it's, uh, it's like, I think it's called throat coat tea. Um, I hate it. I hate the way it tastes, but it, it's really good for your vocal cords. My, my teacher was a big fan of green tea with honey in it. Um, I think I've heard that before. So that's, and, and to your point, did not want you talking any more than necessary. And, you know, he's like a lot of singers will go periods and not say a word because you have to rest, but you know, these are very mature things you have to do, right. To, yeah, you know, to, take get, care of your vocals, yeah. to get ready to go because you're ready to go and you're, you're on the move. You're, you're, you're doing all this stuff. How can people find out more about Bailey Marie and, and get your music? 
So you can, I post everything on my social media, you know, anything that's up and coming. I post it on my social media. So on Facebook, if you just look up Bailey Maria Griggs, I should pop up and amazing. Great. I love that. And so, um, so I post everything on Facebook. Instagram is Bailey underscore Marie 2007. Make sure you follow. Yes, make sure you follow. And on YouTube, um, if you want to check out some of the stuff that I posted on there, it's just Bailey Marie Griggs, and you should you should go check that out. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking with Bailey Marie Griggs, who is up and coming artist. I want to thank uh, Michelle Baxter and Paula Ann and her mother for helping me put this together. And you know, I, I think the thing that I got out of this as a veteran is, no matter what the situation is, as long as you believe in yourself. You can get other people to support you in what you're trying to do. I think it's a very powerful message, Bailey. Yeah. And um, I really, I'll have the link in the show post to your song, Heroes. Uh, if you have law enforcement that you care about, you might want to send it to them as a big old um, thank you for what they do. And I want to thank your father for the service he provided to his community and what he does to protect us. I think it's very important. Um, and, and I really appreciate that. And uh, just uh, again, say thank you to your mom for helping us put this together. Thank you for having me on here. It's super fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, again, I am with Bailey Marie Griggs. I'm going to have the the, the um, links again to all her stuff. You want to check out her songs? It's very cool. And um, I'm Travis Oscar Mike Radio. I want to thank you for coming on and watching. And as we say here, we are Mission Flight Bailey. Thanks again. Thank you.